ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد So then Al-Imam Al-Barbahari now says, وَعَلَمْ رَحِمَكَ اللَّهُ أَنَّ مَنْ قَالَ فِي دِينِ اللَّهِ بِرَأْيِهِ وَقِيَاسِهِ وَتَأْوِيلِهِ مِنْ غَيْرِ حُجَّةٍ مِنَ السُنَّةِ وَالْجَمَاعَةِ فَقَدْ قَالَ عَلَى اللَّهِ مَا لَا يَعْلَمْ وَمَنْ قَالَ عَلَى اللَّهِ مَا لَا يَعْلَمْ فَهُوَ مِنَ الْمُتَكَلِّفِينَ Here now he says, may Allah have mercy upon you. Know that whoever speaks about the religion from his opinion, analogy and interpretation without proof from the sunnah and the jama'ah has spoken about Allah, that which he does not know. Whoever speaks about the religion of Allah from his own opinion, his own analogy, his own interpretation without proof from the sunnah and the jama'ah, then he has spoken about Allah with that which he does not know. And whoever says about Allah that which he does not know is someone who has overstepped the boundary. Someone who has overstepped the bounds. Sheikh Rabia says, Al-Qa'ilu bi-ra'yihi wa qiyasihi min ghayri hujjatin min al-kitabi wa sunnah huwa qa'ilun ala Allahi bi-ghayri ilm. That the one who speaks about the Qur'an and the Sunnah that speaks about this religion from his own opinion and his own analogies without evidences from the Qur'an and the Sunnah, then in reality he is speaking about Allah without knowledge. He is speaking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, speaking about this religion without knowledge. If all he is doing is using his own opinion and his own understanding, his own analogies. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned in the Quran that it is impermissible, impermissible for us to speak about Allah, to speak about the religion without knowledge. وَقَدْ حَرَّمَ اللَّهُ الْقَوْلَ عَلَيْهِ بِغَيْرِ عِلْمِ Allah has made it haram, impermissible for us to speak about Him without knowledge. Allah mentions وَلَا تَقْفُ مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ عِلْمَ مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ عِلْمَ That which you do not have knowledge about وَلَا تَقْفُ مَا لَيْسَ لَكَ بِهِ عِلْمَ إِنَّ السَّمْعَ وَالْبَصَرَ وَالْفُؤَادَ كُلُّ أُولَئِكَ كَانَ عَنْهُ مَسْؤُولًا Here in this ayah then Surah Al-Isra Ayah number 36 Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us about the impermissibility of speaking about him with that which we do not have knowledge about. To say about Allah something which we have no knowledge about, we have no proof or evidence for, to speak about Allah with our own opinions and our own analogies, then that is false, it is incorrect. Similarly, in another ayah of the Quran, in Surah Al-A'raf, ayah number 33, 
The end of the ayah mentions وَأَن تَقُولُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ From the things which Allah has made haram قُلْ إِنَّمَا حَرَّمَ رَبِّي That indeed say my Lord or say indeed my Lord has made impermissible from amongst the things which have been made impermissible وَأَن تَقُولُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ It is impermissible for you to say about Allah that which you do not know. To say about Allah that which you do not know, you have no evidences for, you have no proof for, you have no knowledge about, then you cannot make up things about Allah. Make up things about the religion yourself from your own opinions. قال ابن القيم رحمه الله تعالى ابن القيم رحمه الله one of the great scholars of the past he says إن الله رتب هذه الكبائر that Allah سبحانه وتعالى ordered put them in order these major sins these major issues that a person is not allowed to do in the ayah when Allah said قُلْ إِنَّمَا حَرَّمَ رَبِّيَ الْفَوَاحِشِ مَا ظَهَرَ مِنْهَا وَمَا بَطَنْ وَالْإِثْمَ وَالْبَغِيَ بِغَيْرِ الْحَقِّ وَأَنْ تُشْرِكُوا بِاللَّهِ مَا لَمْ يُنَزِّلْ بِهِ سُلْطَانًا وَأَنْ تَقُولُوا عَلَى اللَّهِ مَا لَا تَعْلَمُونَ These have all been ordered in a particular order. انْتَقَلَ فِيهَا مِنَ الْأَصْغَرِ إِلَى الْأَكْبَرِ the small issues have been mentioned first and then they have built up in the ayah to the biggest issue. They have built up in the ayah to come to the biggest issue. فَاعْتَبَرَ الْقَوْلَ عَلَى اللَّهِ بِغَيْرِ عِلْمٍ أَكْبَرُ مِنَ الشِّرْكِ And so if you look at the ayah, from the huh? ayah Al-A'raf 33, Surah Al-A'raf number 33, in this ayah, it builds up one after the next. Allah telling us the types of things which are impermissible for you to do. The fawahish, the lewd acts. Ma ظَهَرَ minha wa ma batan, That which is apparent from it and that which is concealed. وَالْإِثْمَ وَالْبَغِيَ بِغَيْرِ الْحَقِّ And the wrongdoing and transgression without uh, rightfulness. And أَن تُشْرِكُوا بِاللَّهِ مَا لَمْ يُنَزِّلْ بِهِ سُلْطَانًا that you commit shirk alongside Allah upon that which Allah has not revealed any evidence for you. Shirk is not permissible. But then it builds up and up until it comes to the last one, which is the greatest of them all, the greatest of the evil. That you say about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that which you do not know. So therefore he considered it is mentioned as speaking about Allah without knowledge being greater than shirk, being a great sin. Because shirk is one of the subsections of speaking about Allah without knowledge. When a person commits shirk, then it is a subsection of speaking about Allah without knowledge. وَمَا مَنْشَأَ الْكُفْرَ وَالضَّلَالُ وَالْإِلْحَادِ إِلَّا مِنَ الْقَوْلِ عَلَى اللَّهِ بِغَيْرِ عِلْمِ And the source of kufr, disbelief, and misguidance, and the distortion and deviation away from the truth, 
All of that is from speaking about Allah without knowledge. When the groups of deviation, the misguided ones, they made up all types of statements about Allah and they made up all types of beliefs about Allah and as a consequence they ended up falling into their misguidances and their wrong aqidah and their wrong belief. They made statements about Allah without knowledge. They claimed things about Allah without knowledge which are not correct. So as a consequence of them speaking about Allah that which they did not know, speaking about Allah in a manner they had no knowledge of, as a consequence of that it led them astray into kufr, into misguidance, into all types of deviance and distortion. So then the Shaykh he goes on to mention, فَلْيَتَوَرَّعَ الْمُسْلِمُ عَنِ الْقَوْلِ عَلَى اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ بِغَيْرِ عِلْمِ Therefore a Muslim has to be cautious and a Muslim has to protect himself and guard himself and be very wary of speaking about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without knowledge to not fall into that. في كل أبواب الدين In all of the different areas of the religion. Not to speak about any issue of the religion if you do not have knowledge about it. العلم قبل القول والعمل as Imam al-Bukhari said knowledge comes before statements and actions so a person cannot speak about the religion he cannot mention affairs about the religion if he does not know and does not have knowledge of that لا تتكلم إلا بعلم do not speak without knowledge do not speak except with knowledge وَإِيَّاكَ وَالرَّأِي وَالْقِيَاسِ وَالْهَوْسِ and so be warned from making your own opinions, your own intellectual thoughts, your own analogies, your own deductions. Do not make these types of affairs into the religion. Al-Aqaid laysa fiha qiyas. The aqidah which you are upon, it is not something you can make up from your own analogy, your own thinking. Al-Umur al-Ghaybiyya la qiyasa fiha. The matters of the unseen. The affairs of the unseen is not something you can make with your own opinion, your own analogies. There is no possibility of entertaining your own mind and intellect in those affairs. In the affairs of aqidah, in the affairs of the unseen, your mind has no role to play in that. It is exactly what the evidences have mentioned that you must stick to. So there is no possibility there is no leeway for your opinions, for your opinions within that. مَا عَلَى الْعَبْدِ إِلَّا الْإِيمَانِ وَالتَّسْلِيمِ There is nothing upon a servant except to have iman in what is mentioned and to submit to what is mentioned. As Allah said, أَلِفْ لَا مِيمْ ذَلِكَ الْكِتَابُ لَا رَيْبَ فِيهِ هُدًا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ الَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْغَيْبِ وَيُقِيمُونَ الصَّلَاةَ وَمِمَّا رَزَقَنَاهُمْ يُنْفِقُونَ As Allah said in the Qur'an, Alif Lam Mim, that is the book, or this is the book, where there is no doubt within it. i.e. the Qur'an. A book where there is no doubt within it whatsoever. هُدًا لِلْمُتَّقِينَ It is a guidance for the pious, a guidance for those who take the guidance from it. And generally it is a guidance for all of mankind. But it is the muttaqeen, the pious who take that benefit. الَّذِينَ يُؤْمِنُونَ بِالْغَيْبِ 
those who have iman in the unseen alladhina yu'minuna bil ghaib those who have iman in the unseen wa yuqimuna as-salata wa mimma razaqnahum yunfiqun and they establish the prayer and they spend from that which we have blessed them with so they believe in the unseen and they submit to that they submit to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in affirming and having iman in the affairs of the unseen yu'minuna bil jannah the believers have iman in paradise wa yu'minuna bin nar and they have iman in the hellfire wa bi adhabil qabr and the punishment of the grave wa sirat and the pathway that everybody must cross over cross over the hellfire to enter paradise wa bil mizan and the balance the weighing scales on the day of judgment where all of the deeds of the people will be weighed up the good deeds and the bad deeds and all of that which they have done wa bil hisab and the believers have iman in the accountability the accountability which will occur on that day that every individual will be held accountable for all of what they did because everything as Allah mentioned is recorded every small thing every big thing inna alaykum lahafizin kiraman katibin ya'lamuna ma taf'alun that indeed we have upon you the noble guardians aware and writing all of that which you do and they know what you do so the angels they write down all of that which the person does and the accountability will occur for that on that day وَبِكُلِّ مَا ذَكَرَهُ اللَّهُ تَبَارَكَ وَتَعَالَى مِنْ تَفَاصِيلِ الْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ And the believers, we have iman in all of those things which Allah has mentioned about the Day of Judgment. The details about the Day of Judgment, we have iman in all of those affairs. وَبِكُلِّ مَا أَخْبَرَ اللَّهُ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ بِهِ عَنِ الرُّسُلِ وَالْأُمَمِ الْمَاضِيَةِ and we the believers have iman in all of the things that Allah has told us about the previous prophets and messengers and their nations. The stories that have been mentioned about them, about Ibrahim salam and what happened with his people, Musa salam and what happened with his people, all of those previous prophets and messengers and all of the nations that went before us, the stories that are mentioned in the Quran, the Sunnah, then we have iman and acknowledge all of that. وَيُؤْمِنُونَ بِذَلِكَ إِيمَانًا لَا شَكَّ فِيهِ They believe, Ahlu Sunnah, the believers, believe in all of these things without any doubt. يَقُومُ عَلَىٰ أَخْبَارِ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلَّ عَلَىٰ رَأِيِ الْهَوَىٰ وَالْهَوَىٰ So the person, he is established or he is upon the news which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us and not upon his own opinion and his own desires. Not what you think, but rather what is in the evidences of the Quran and Sunnah. So we have the iman in that which Allah informed us of and that which the Prophet ﷺ informed us of. وَأَمَّا الْقِيَاسِ فِي الْأُمُورِ الدُّنْيَوِيَّةِ As for making analogies in worldly affairs, 
وفي أبواب غير العقائد and in other sections other fields of Islam not in aqida other than aqida فهذا قد يحتاج إليه this is something which might be needed sometimes to do it might be needed sometimes to make analogies and other issues not in aqida though قد يحتاج إليه إذا توفرت شروط صحة القياس وعدم النص لأنه لا قياس مع نص Sometimes you might need to make the analogy about something To make a comparison between two things to come to a ruling You may need to do that on occasion if the conditions are in place And there is no text which is available about that particular issue Because if a text is available If a text is available then there is no uh, analogy or qiyas which can be done if a text is actually available an ayah of the Quran a hadith from the sunnah if that is available about a particular issue then that's it you look at those evidences but if there's a particular issue where there is no direct text telling you about it then it's possible a qiyas an analogy may be made in that issue to come to an understanding of it outside of issues of aqidah though and a scholar may make this analogy قَدْ يَقِيسُ الْعَالِمْ أَوْ الْجَمَاعَ مِنَ الْعُلَمَاءِ قِيَاسًا صَحِيحًا مَعَ أَنَّ هُنَاكَ نُصُوصًا فِي الْمَوْضُوعِ لَمْ تَبْلُغْهُمْ Sometimes a scholar or a group of scholars may end up making qiyas in a particular issue. They may end up making a correct and accurate qiyas in a particular issue even though there are texts. And that could be because they are unaware of those texts. Those texts, they might not have seen them. They may not be aware of them. كما ذكر ذلك شيخ الإسلام ابن تيمية رحمه الله تعالى في الإجماعات التي الدعيات أنه بالاستقراء ما من إجماع الدعية إلا وقد سبقه نص من الشارع. شيخ الإسلام ابن تيمية said that all of these consensus, the agreements the consensus that you find amongst the scholars on particular issues he says all of these issues where there is a consensus in them every one of them if you research them and you look into the evidences of the quran and the sunnah then somewhere you will find some evidence which proves that qiyas if it is an authentic legitimate qiyas which has been made then there will always be somewhere some evidence that actually backs it up so there will never be a qiyas that is just made without any evidence whatsoever. لكن هؤلاء لم يعلموا بذلك But these scholars who made that qiyas may not have been aware of those evidences. They may not have been aware of those evidences. But Shaykh al-Islam says there are always evidences for all of these analogies that they make. وَكَذَلِكَ كَثِيرٌ مِنَ الْقِيَاسَاتِ يَقِيسُهَا كَثِيرٌ مِنَ الْعُلَمَةِ وَتَكُونُ سَوَابًا وَيَكُونُ فِي أَصْلِ الْمَسْأَلَةِ نَصٍ and there are many other consensus, many other agreements that the scholars might be upon. And when you examine those agreements, those consensus that the scholars they come to, even though they may not have known about a particular evidence, so they made that consensus and ijma' upon their analogy, then there are actually evidences when you research into the issue that they may not have been aware of, they were not aware of, when they uh, came to that conclusion, but their conclusion was correct in accordance to what the evidence actually mentions. 
لكن العالم عليه أن يتقي الله ما, يست... ما استطاع But upon the scholar is to fear Allah to the best of his ability بأن يجتهد ويجتهد ويجتهد في طلب النصوص That he has to seek Search and search and seek for the evidences This is how the scholar is This is how the person of knowledge is That you seek for the evidences فَإِذَا لَمْ يَجِدِ النَّصِ وَاجْتَهَدَ بِرَأْيِهِ but if that scholar searches and searches, but he doesn't find any texts, he doesn't find any evidences in the Quran and the Sunnah for a particular issue, then in that case he may make an analogy, he may do some qiyas, he may do ijtihad, and come to a conclusion and a ruling upon that issue. And if that is the case, he genuinely strives and strives and in the end has to make some ijtihad to come to a ruling. Then, as the narration says, مَنْ اجْتَهَدَ فَأَصَابَ فَلَهُ أَجْرًا The one who strives <coughs> and comes to the correct conclusion. The one who strives and comes to the correct conclusion. Then for him is two rewards. And وَمَنْ اجْتَهَدَ فَأَخْطَأَ فَلَهُ أَجْرٌ وَاحِدٌ And whomsoever strives and he makes a mistake, then for him is still one reward for having sincerely and genuinely uh, uh, put that striving into this issue to come to the conclusion. فَإِذَا بَذَلَ وُسْعَهُ فِي الْحُصُولِ عَلَى النَّصِّ وَلَمْ يَجِدْهُ ثُمَّ اجْتَهَدَ رَأْيَهُ فِي ضَوْءِ الشَّرِيعَةِ الْإِسْلَامِيَّةِ فَإِنْ أَصَابَ فَلَهُ أَجْرًا وَإِنْ أَخْطَأَ فَلَهُ أَجْرٌ وَاحِدٌ وَيَعْذُرُهُ اللَّهُ فِي قَطَائِهِ So if that person of knowledge strives and strives and sincerely and genuinely looks for the evidence and he comes to the correct conclusion then he will have two rewards and if he errs, uh, he makes an error, he will have one reward and he will be forgiven for that error. But that does not mean that you follow a scholar in an error. If a scholar genuinely strives and comes to a conclusion which is actually an error, he will be rewarded one reward for that striving, but that does not mean that we have permission to follow that error. You have to follow what is correct. You cannot follow the error of a scholar saying, well, he's still going to have one reward, so it's okay for us to follow that error. Rather, a person must follow the correct evidence and the correct way of Ahlul Sunnah and not to follow the errors where a scholar may have erred. Then, وَالْحَقُّ مَا جَاءَ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ وَالسُنَّةُ مَا سَنَّهُ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم وَالْجَمَاعَةُ مَجْتَمَعَ عَلَيْهِ أَصْحَابُ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم فِي خِلَافَةِ أَبِي بَكْرُ وَعِمْرَ عُثْمَانِ رضي الله عنهم Then the author says, the truth the truth is that which comes from Allah. The truth is that which comes from Allah, the mighty and majestic. And the sunnah is that which the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam laid down for us. And the jama'ah is what the companions of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam were united upon. In the Khilafah of Abu Bakr, 
then Umar, and then Uthman, radiyallahu anhum. So the truth, al-haqqu ma jaa min indillah. The truth is that which comes from Allah. Fi ayyi risalatin min al-risalat. Jami'i al-rusul wa jami'i al-kutub. التي أوحاها الله حق ويجب الإيمان بها ولا يكون المرء مؤمنا إلا بالإيمان بذلك So the truth is what has come from Allah in all of the revelations whichever revelation that is all of the messengers and the books that they were given were revelation from Allah the Torah, the Injil, the Zabur all of them are revelation from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. All of them are truth and we must have iman in them. Of course we know that the previous revelations were distorted by the people. And they no longer remain upon that original revelation given from Allah. But those original revelations, the original revelations, no doubt, from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and truth. And a believer, a person... Cannot be a believer unless he believes in all of those revelations, all of those messengers. As Allah mentioned, آمَنَ الرَّسُولُ بِمَا أُنزِلَ إِلَيْهِ مِنْ رَبِّهِ وَالْمُؤْمِنُونَ كُلٌّ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ وَكُتُبِهِ وَرُسُلِهِ لَا نُفَرِّقُ بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِنْ رُسُلِهِ That the messenger believes in that which has been revealed to him from his Lord and the believers. And the believers, كُلٌّ آمَنَ بِاللَّهِ وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ All of them believe in Allah and His angels and His books and His messengers. All of the messengers, لَا نُفَرِّقُ بَيْنَ أَحَدٍ مِنْ رُسُولِهِ We do not distinguish or separate between any of the prophets and messengers. So we have iman in all of them. Isa alayhi salam, Jesus, Nuh alayhi salam, Noah, Musa alayhi salam, Moses, Ibrahim alayhi salam, Abraham. All of the prophets and messengers of Allah, then we believe in them, I have iman in them as Muslims. وَحِينَمَا سَأَلَ جِبْرِيلُ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهِ وسلم عَنِ الْإِسْلَامِ And when Jibreel السلام, asked the Prophet وسلم, about Islam and Iman, the Prophet وسلم, told him that Iman is what? أَن تُؤْمِنَ بِاللَّهِ That you believe in Allah, have Iman in Allah. وَمَلَائِكَتِهِ And in his angels وَكُتُبِهِ And in his books وَرُسُلِهِ And in his messengers وَالْيَوْمِ الْآخِرِ And in the day of judgment وَأَن تُؤْمِنَ بِالْقَدَرِ خَيْرِهِ وَشَرِّهِ And that you have iman in the decree It's good and it's bad وَذَكَرَ اللَّهُ فِي عَدَدٍ مِنَ الْآيَاتِ هَذَا الْإِيمَانِ الَّذِي يَجِبُ وَنُؤْمِنَ بِهِ and there are many verses in the Qur'an, several, multiple verses in the Qur'an, where Allah mentions these affairs that we must have iman in. فَنُؤْمِنُوا بِأَنَّ الْكُتُبَ أَلَّتِي أَوْحَاهَ اللَّهِ Therefore we believe, have iman that the books which Allah revealed, إِلَى رُسُلِهِ To his messengers, كُلُّهَا حَقْ all of them are the truth. فَالْحَقُّ مَا جَاءَ مِنْ عِنْدِ اللَّهِ So the truth is that which comes from Allah. وَالسُنَّةُ سُنَّةُ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ 
And the sunnah is the sunnah that the Prophet ﷺ has laid down for us. And that is as Allah mentioned in the Quran, وَمَا يَنْطِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَىٰ إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيٌ يُحَىٰ That he does not speak from his desires, rather that is revelation that is revealed to him. وَالْجَمَاعَةِ مَجْتَمَعَ عَلَيْهِ أَصْحَابُ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهِ وَسَلَّمْ فِي خِلَافَةِ أَبِي بَكَرُ وَعِمْرَ عِثْمَانَ رضي الله عنهم. And the jama'ah. What is the jama'ah? That is what the companions of the Prophet ﷺ were united upon, were agreed upon in the time of Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman radiallahu anhum. فَهَذَا لَا نِزَاعَ فِيهِ This is something which there is no dispute in it. There is no dispute in this. أَلَّذِ اجْتَمَعَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّحَابَ فِي أَيَّامِ أَبَى بَكْرَ وَعُمْرَ وَعُثْمَانِ حَقْ Whatever the companions were united upon, they were agreed upon at the time of Abu Bakr and Umar and Uthman, عنهم, then it is the truth. الَّذِي اجْتَمَعَ عَلَيْهِ الصَّحَابَ فِي أَيَّامِ أَبِي بَكَرُ وَعُمَرَ وَعُثْمَانِ مَجْتَمَعُوا عَلَيْهِ فِي أَيَّامِ أَبِي بَكَرُ حَقِّ وَمَجْتَمَعُوا عَلَيْهِ فِي أَيَّامِ عُمَرَ حَقِّ وَمَجْتَمَعُوا عَلَيْهِ فِي أَيَّامِ عُثْمَانِ حَقِّ وَمَجْتَمَعُوا عَلَيْهِ فِي أَيَّامِ عَلِيٍّ حَقِّ so whatever they were agreed upon in the time of Abu Bakr is truth. And what they were agreed upon in the time of Umar is truth. And what they were agreed upon in the time of Uthman is truth. And what they were agreed upon in the time of Ali, radiallahu anhum, it is all truth. وَتَبْقَى أُمُور Then what remains are the affairs of ijtihad. في غير العقائد ما فيها زيادة ولا نقص. and this ijtihad striving to come to an understanding or conclusion it is outside of the affairs of عقيده. this does not occur in the affairs of عقيده. لكن تبقى أمور اجتهادية في حوادث تطرأ. however ijtihad it remains in certain issues that may arise. Issues that arise amongst the Muslims, then the scholars make ijtihad to give the rulings upon what these affairs and issues should be. So the consensus it is what the scholars of ijtihad have united upon. المجتهدون من المتمتعين بالعلم والفقه في الدين وهم مجتهدون حقا فإذا حدثت حادثة ولم يسبق لها نظير ولم يسبق فيها إجماع وأجمعوا على مشروعيتها وعلى تحريمها فهذا إجماع معتد به إن شاء الله So if something occurs something new which has not occurred before some new issue arises some new affair arises which has not been known before. And the scholars, they unite upon it. They give a consensus upon this new issue, either it's halal or it's haram. Then that is something which is considered and the ruling for that is correct. An example of that you could say smoking. Cigarettes, some people they say there's nothing in the Quran and the Sunnah about cigarettes. So why is it haram? Why are you telling us it's not allowed? That is something the scholars have now agreed upon. They've told, they've mentioned. Smoking is haram, it's impermissible. 
because of the evidences about harming yourself, harming your body, etc. It's not allowed. So this is something the scholars, they mentioned now, some new issue that has come up. People might say it's not in the Quran and the Sunnah about cigarettes. But now the scholars have mentioned from the evidences that it's impermissible because of the harm that it causes to your body and the Quran and the Sunnah told us not to harm our bodies, etc. So with these types of issues that arise, the scholars, they give the rulings and they give the consensus upon it. And it is mentioned in a hadith, in a hadith it is mentioned, لا تجتمع أمتي على ضلالة My ummah will not unite upon misguidance. My ummah will not unite upon misguidance. فَإِنَّ النَّاسَ فِي كُلِّ زَمَانِ يَحْتَاجُونَ إِلَّا مِتْلِ هَذَا اللَّوْنِ مِنَ الْإِجْمَعَاتِ So the people in every era, in every time period, they require this type of consensus from the scholars. This type of consensus from the scholars. يعني لا نقصر الإجماع على ما كان في أحد الخلفاء الراشدين فقط. We do not say that the consensus is only what was at the time of the companions of the Al-Khulafa Al-Rashidun. Rather, بَلْ هُوَ الْإِجْتِمَاعُ الْحَقِّ That is the truthful unification. What was united upon at the time of the companions and it is truth. وَقَدْ يُخَالِفُ فِيهِ بَعْضُ النَّاسِ وَقَدْ تُدْدَعَى إِجْمَاعَاتِ غَيْرِ صَحِيحًا وَلِهَذَا كَانَ الْإِمَامُ أَحْمَدَ رَحِمَهُ اللَّهِ يَقُولُ يَعْنِي مَنِ اِدْدَعَى الْإِجْمَاعَ فَقَدْ كَذَبْ and sometimes there may be some people who go against a consensus and that's why Imam Ahmadi used to mention that whoever claims there is a consensus has lied because how does he know maybe some people they are opposed to that consensus but there have been books which are written about the true consensus which has occurred amongst the scholars. Uh, consensus about certain issues that they are permissible or they are not permissible. So that consensus is something truth. الشاهد أن الإجماع الذي حدث في أيام الخلفاء الراشدين حق The consensus which occurred at the time of الخلفاء الراشدين is the truth. لا يجوز الخروج عنه أبدا It is not permissible to exit from that consensus to say you're not going to follow that that's not permissible الخروج عنه خروج على دين الله If you exit yourself if you neglect that consensus then, then in reality essentially you are exiting yourself from the religion i.e. you're opposing the religion if you oppose those consensus وَأَمَّا مَنْ بَعْدَهُمْ فَإِذَا تَبَيَّنَتْ هَذِهِ الْإِجْمَاعَاتِ فَإِنَّهُ يَلْزَمَ الْأُمَّةِ لَخْضُ بِهَا After the Khulafa al-Rashidin, if it becomes clear to us that there is a consensus in a particular affair, then we must follow it. If there is genuinely a consensus upon a particular affair, then we must follow it. وَمَا لَمْ يَثْبُتْ مِنْهَا لَا يَلْزَمْ And if it is not proven, that there is a consensus in a particular affair, then it is not binding to have to follow that. And it is not an evidence. 
It is not an evidence binding upon you unless it was an absolute consensus upon the truth. ثُمَّ هُوَ لَيْسَ مَحْصُورًا فِي إِجْمَاءِ الصَّحَابَةِ And this is not something restricted to the consensus of the companions only. بَلْ فِي هَذِهِ الْأُمَّةِ الْخَيْرِ وَفِيهَا الْعُلَمَةِ وَبَابُ الْإِشْتِهَادِ مَفْتُوحِ Rather in this ummah is goodness and in it is scholars and in it is ishtihad which is open to still occurring. As the Prophet ﷺ said in the hadith we mentioned مَنْ اِشْتَهَدَ فَأَصَابَ فَلَهُ أَجْرًا Whoever strives and gets it right, then there are two rewards for him. وَمَنْ اِشْتَهَدَ فَأَخْطَأَ فَلَهُ أَجْرًا And whomsoever strives and makes an error, then he still has one reward. فَإِذَا اجْتَمَعَ عُلَمَاءُ الْأُمَّةِ الْمُجْتَهِدُونَ اتَّفَقَ رَأْيُهُمْ فَاتِّفَاقُ رَأْيِهِمْ عَلَى مَسْأَلَةٍ مَا دَلِيلٌ عَلَى so if the scholars they all have a consensus upon a particular issue they are all agreed upon that particular issue then this is an evidence that uh, this consensus is a consensus of truth then after that Al-Imam Al-Barbahari Rahimahullah Ta'ala mentions وَمَنِ اقْتَصَرَ عَلَى سُنَّةِ رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ وَمَا كَانَ عَلَيْهِ أَصْحَابُهُ وَالْجَمَاعَةُ فَلَجَاءَ عَلَى أَهْلِ الْبِدْعِ كُلِّهَا وَاسْتَرَاحَ بَدَنُهُ وَسَلِمَ لَهُ دِينُهُ إِنْ شَاءَ اللَّهُ لِأَنَّ وبين لنا رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم الناجي منها فقال ما كنت أنا عليه اليوم وأصحابي فهذا هو الشفاء والبيان والأمر الواضح والمنار المستنير وقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم إياكم والتعمق وإياكم والتنطع وعليكم بدينكم العتيق he who limits himself to the sunnah of the messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wasallam and that which his companions and the jama'ah were upon is successful and triumphs over all the people of innovation and is saved and his religion is preserved if Allah wills since the messenger of Allah sallallahu said my ummah will split and the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu told us that which would be saved sect from them. He told us who would be the saved sect from them and he said, that which I and my companions are upon. This is the cure, the explanation, the clear affair and the straight distinct road. The Messenger of Allah Sallallahu said, beware of going to extremes and harshness. Beware of exaggeration and cling to the ancient religion, cling to the Quran and the Sunnah and the Revelation. Here then, Al-Imam Al-Barbahari is telling us that the one who clings to the Quran and the Sunnah, that is the individual who will be successful. That is the individual who will triumph. Because the Prophet ﷺ told us, this ummah will split up 
into 73 sects. إِنَّ أُمَّتِي أَوْ إِنَّ هَذِي الْأُمَّةِ سَتَفْتَرِقُ إِلَى ثَلَاثٍ وَسَبْعِينَ فِرْغَةٍ This ummah will split up into 73 sects. So all of those sects the Prophet said, كُلُّهَا فِي النَّارِ All of them are in the fire, إِلَّا وَاحِدًا Except for one. قَالُوا مَنْ هِيَا يَا رَسُولَ اللَّهِ They said, which one is that, O Messenger of Allah? Then he said, مَا أَنَا عَلَيْهِ وَأَصْحَابِي what I am upon and my companions. The methodology of the Prophet and the methodology of the companions and what they were upon, that is the path to success. That is the path to salvation. The path to salvation is to cling on to the evidences of the Quran and the Sunnah and to save yourself from misguidance. And that's why Al-Imam Al-Barbahari then quotes and continues to say, Be warned from extremism and harshness and exaggeration. That is not from the religion of Allah. Rather cling to the evidences of the Quran and the Sunnah. Cling to the evidences that have been mentioned. And if you do that, then you will be able to relax and your heart will relax. And your body will relax. There will be no doubts. There will be no whisperings of the shaitan. Because you are clinging purely to the Quran and the Sunnah. And the evidences. And clinging to the way of the companions. And the consensus and what they were agreed upon. You are clinging to all of that truth. And so when you cling on to all of that truth. Then that is when your body and mind will relax and be at ease. Because otherwise we know as the Prophet said the Ummah will split up into 73 sects. All of them are in the fire. Except for that one sect to cling on to the way of the Prophet Then Al-Imam Al-Barbahari mentioned do not fall into extremism and exaggeration. Iyakum wa ta'ammuq وَإِيَّاكُمْ وَالتَّنَطُّعْ وَعَلَيْكُمْ بِدِينِكُمْ الْعَتِيقِ Be warned from exaggeration and extremism. Exaggeration and extremism, we know that this is something which destroys a person and takes them away from the correct religion. It is mentioned from the statement of Ibn Mas'ud and the Prophet said, هَلَكَ الْمُتَنَطِّعُونَ those who go into exaggeration are destroyed. Those who go beyond the limits and they delve into affairs beyond them and they go into extremism and exaggeration, they are the ones who are destroyed. That is what is mentioned in this narration. And the people of innovation, that's exactly what happened to them. The people of innovation went into exaggeration they went into extremism. They went into delving into affairs too much with their minds and their intellects and their opinions. As we said before, you do not do. But that's what they did. And as a consequence of that, they fell into error and they fell into misguidance away from the understanding of the Quran and the Sunnah and the way of the uh, companions and the Salaf of this Ummah. That's the point that we'll conclude upon and we'll continue with the next point next time. But inshallah there is some time 
for any inquiries or issues that you have so far regarding those points that have been mentioned regarding the points of sticking to the sunnah regarding the points of clinging on to the ijma' and the truth the truth from the companions if there are any questions that we're able to answer regarding that we can do that now otherwise we'll conclude upon that point